0: to the design freaks podcast uh this is a show about music industry design and the people behind it uh thank you so much for listening Uh, it really means a lot to get new listeners and subscribers so thank you for your support my name is clarita i'm a seattle-based graphic designer and i am being best uh my guest today is a master of branding um on all p- platforms including 3d art video art music videos gifts all things motion and of course record packaging design christian peterson of i want you studio um, and many other projects like the dumb eyes agency which we do talk about um well my favorite of his clients is shabazz palaces so uh, great interview great guy he also has a huge vinyl collection um, and he recently started a YouTube channel called Mystery Discs. Um, and he features some of the rarities from his collection. So he like digs through and finds cool stuff that's never been uploaded to YouTube. Very charming, especially if you like 70s music. Um, and I actually include one of the songs in this episode. It is my new favorite. Oh, and of course, like I do, I include some spooky Halloween sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it's October, and boy, things just keep getting scarier and more unbelievable all the time. Uh, the simulation is truly an overdrive, but we're all in it together. Uh, before we jump into my chat with Christian, I wanted to say thank you to our episode sponsor, Isotope. Um, their audio software, like RX, helps to clean up any noise in my recordings, and there's always something. Um and Neutron for mixing helps make my podcast sound better overall. Um, I wanted to read a text that someone sent me. A friend of mine uh, sent me this when he found out Isotope was a sponsor. He wrote, I actually nabbed RX-7 at some point on sale to fix a clipping problem on a track that was too good to throw away, but nothing seemed to fix it besides their D-clip plugin. Real testimony. Um, and if you want their products on sale too, they're offering a 10% discount to our listeners. Go to isotope.com slash ruinous and enter the code ruin 10. Uh, that's isotope with a Z or a Z slash ruinous <clears throat> and enter the code ruin 10 and become a better producer. Speaking of shopping, you can also get Ruinous merch at Ruinous.com slash shop. You could buy my indoor pleasures Garf division shirt or a beanie for the fall. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast, All That Jazz. For more info about me, my show, etc., cetera, um, go to my website, designfreakspodcast.com. I have some really great shows planned. Just wanted to let y'all know that I'm really excited for some of these. They're going to be really fun. Sonny Smith. I'm going to be talking to Jesse Lortz. Um, I'm also working on a Metallica show right now called Kill the Lightning of Puppets. (laughs) That's right. It's all about the first three records. Um, So subscribe and stay tuned for those. And now enjoy my interview with Christian Peterson. Cheers. Hi, how's it going?
1: It's going all right. (laughs) It's going well.
0: Uh, I am so tempted to talk about what's going on in the news, obviously. You know, like by the time this gets published, who knows.
1: Maybe everything will be amazing by then.
0: Yeah, optimism. So happy October. Thanks. And uh, we're one month away from a very spooky election and uh, we're still in the pandemic Uh, How have you been faring?
1: Up and down, you know, like everyone. The uh, debate in the middle of the week kind of fucked with me a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. But there's been a lot. That was kind of, I think, a low point. It kind of really affected me on a visceral level to the point where I felt like I was actually getting sick. You know, it was really strange. There was a strange vibration in me.
0: I couldn't watch it.
1: It was too much. I wish I hadn't. My wife didn't, but. I was like, it's important. I've got watch it, and then I immediately regretted it after it had finished. And very strange. I don't know how it's possible to think everything's cool at this point, even if you are conservative or right wing, to just you know pretend that it, it's cool. It's really strange, and to want more of it is even stranger.
0: There's, there's a kind of
1: a cult mentality to it, definitely. You know, he's definitely a, a cult leader to the point where. You know everything he said is everything he says is taken as gospel by. It makes people feel alive on some level, I think, to immerse themselves in this weird drama all the time. Absolute insanity.
0: So, yeah, and and just to let the listeners know where we are in time while we're recording this, um, President. Trump, uh, I hate even saying his name, announced last night that he and his wife tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Today, he's been taken to the hospital. So that's where we are now. And there's all kinds of conspiracy theories flying around. Hilarious memes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, meme game is strong. It's very strange.
1: It's such a weight, such a constant weight on everyone's mind. And it's not healthy. <laughs> it's just not healthy.
0: Yeah. So I I was wondering if you had received any bla- backlash for your Fuck Trump design series. And I also wanted to ask you what you thought of those John Lydon photos that came out where he's wearing a MAGA shirt. Did you I see those? I didn't know. Is
1: that recent.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's horrifying. Oh,
1: no. I mean, he's, kind, he's always had kind of, you know, one thing about him is he, you know, he follows his own path wherever it leads. And he's true to whatever he believes in so it's you know he has said some dodgy things in the past over the years but so there's so many people that you know i used to i used to think james woods was cool
0: so getting back to your awesome fuck trump series um i'm gonna post those on my website um Post links to your Instagram, of course. But did you receive, like, backlash from anyone?
1: Very minimal. Occasional. Very minimal. It was more a a personal mental release than anything. You know, I knew there would be a lot of people that agreed with it. Just doing it was kind of, you know, some kind of mental release. More like therapy than anything, I think.
0: But they're so nice to look at.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of go for a, a simplicity that's kind of easy to understand.
0: From what I've been seeing, uh, a lot of your work is not simple or hasn't been in the past. Uh, I've kind of taken note of a couple albums you've designed. Do you like print design? Do you Did you enjoy doing that?
1: Yeah, I love it. The only thing I don't like about it is actually sending things to print because paranoid I've made a mistake, which I have done in the past. And I love seeing something I've designed being an actual physical thing, which is you know rarer, rarer and rarer for designers in the in the digital age. So yeah, it's very satisfying to hold something you've you've designed in your hands, especially if it's something you're into on a kind of creative level.
0: Yeah. Um... I wanted to talk about the Shabazz Palaces packaging.
1: I think when I started uh, when I was at Dumb Eyes, Mm I think those guys, or maybe Eric Blood, Ish was looking for someone to do his cover. And I think it might've been Eric Blood that told Ish about us. Mm -hmm. And he came into the office and, so he did his first, his first two.
0: Y'all did some cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, well, Dumb Eyes came about. I moved over from England 15 years ago. And part of the reason why I moved over was because I was kind of got in touch. I got in touch with Michael through my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law worked with Michael at The Stranger.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I think they both sell, sold ad space there at the time. And he started this thing called um, Sweatshop Inc., which was kind of like a, it was in a basement of an apartment on Capitol Hill, and it had a silkscreen press, and we had encoders on the team, and it had a gallery, and it was like this big kind of multimedia kind of design company, I guess. And it didn't it didn't last that long, maybe a year or a year and a half, and it all kind of fell apart for various reasons. And Michael and I went off and formed uh, Dumb Eyes after that. Yeah, and then um, Cor- Cor- then we started getting people interested in doing web stuff, us designing websites, and we didn't know anything about that. So that's when Corey came on board. Yeah, and that lasted for seven years, I think.
0: And you all did everything, right? Packaging, uh, print, and video
1: yeah, we did everything. Yeah. I did all the design stuff. Corey did all the web and Michael was the kind of business end. But one of the things we did was um, we started um, a magazine called I Want You Magazine that went for seven issues, I think. I did all the design and curation for that. And that's where, when Dumb Eyes ended, it seemed like the natural thing to call me new company because I kind of put my heart and soul into that.
0: Awesome and that still exists online.
1: Yeah yeah I want newmagaine.com.
0: Nice. was that the time that you were also creating videos for live performances?
1: Yeah, I was doing a lot of um, a lot of uh, live visuals we had a, we had a night um, called Penetration that was like a DJ night kind of multi multimedia uh, DJ night that kind of moved around Capitol Hill over the years, but, um, yeah, it was basically me DJing and we had other people doing visuals and I did visuals and it was kind of an overwhelming, and we had those 3D glasses, you know, those rainbow glasses that you look through and everything's rainbows. So it was kind of this overwhelming multimedia experience that was, that, that was really popular for a while on the hill. It was kind of, it, cause it was kind of billed as the after party for the, Capitol Hill art walk. It was a big party and it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, it was really cool. And from that, we got kind of offers to do visuals for bands. And I made a Mm -hmm. lot of music videos while at Dumb Eyes. Collaborated with Joe Wayne, who I still work with, who's also Mm -hmm. a a musician um, on a lot of videos. We made videos together.
0: Sounds like you were very busy And I love the Vimeo page that you and um, Joe still have up. I was watching those earlier.
1: Yeah, I'd like to get back into that, doing videos. I haven't done it for a long time. I mean, it never paid very well, and it took a lot of work. Videos are really hard work, (laughs) super hard work, and they never pay well. But, you know, I've done a few bits and pieces with Shabazz video-wise and
0: I was going to say that if I had met Ish, I'd probably have a heart attack.
1: Oh, really? You're a fan.
0: <laughs> Since I was a teenager, huge fan.
1: He's a major dude. He's a major dude. He's, he's intense, but also very approachable in a way. It's kind, mm-hmm. of a, it's kind of both things at the same time. You're kind of in awe, but also you can relate to him on a very human level. He's very young. He's a very cool guy. It's been great working with him. The one before, the most recent one, Quasars, Born on a Gangster Star, I did in collaboration with my wife. Very talented illustrator.
0: And what's your wife's name? Where do we find her work?
1: Izzy Klingles. IzzyKlingles.com, I believe. Does she has a website.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at her work. I have seen her work and I follow her. Okay, cool. Amazing. Listeners, you gotta look this up. I'm gonna also post a link to her work as well.
1: Yeah, so she did all the drawings for that Albert album, and I did all the, you know, typography and layout and stuff. So it was a pretty really cool to collaborate. We collaborate a lot on a lot of stuff, but it's always it's always a joy to do so. I
0: buy Speaking
1: of methods, um, what program do you use for 3D art? Uh, Photoshop. Really? The most simple, <laughs> the most simple one. Basically, I'm so overwhelmed by 3D in general. Um, that That's how I found my way in, and that's where I've stayed because it's pretty. Once you get into it, it's pretty. I wouldn't say it's easy because it takes a lot of figuring out how to do simple things. But once you've figured that out it's kind of it's quite easy just to whip something up that looks quite cool in 3d
0: although
1: they made it harder because they you know like adobe do they um, change things all the time
0: i especially love the audacity uh, that really works well of when you combine 3d art with photography I think that's my favorite
1: yeah I love doing that yeah the problem problem one of my problems is I kind of do stuff for a while and then just don't do it anymore you know I feel I've done it and move on to something else and I've you know most recently kind of everything was taken over by the whole fuck Trump kind of campaign thing um, so everything was pushed on the back burner for obvious reasons yeah that kind of putting 3d like totally digital objects in a in a real photographic space is is, is something that i really really enjoy and i do it on a very primitive level there were tons of because uh, i used to there was a, a, a big slant of um i want you magazine was new media art so there was a ton of people doing that kind of thing, doing it on a much higher kind of level, a much more technical level um, that I was kind of inspired by.
0: It looks almost like um, uh, augmented reality a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, well, it is intentional and so much. It's kind of, you know, I, I see when it's finished and it looks cool. When it gets to a point where it looks cool to me, then it's finished regardless of whether it's like 100% polished or, I've done a lot of photography over the years, so I really enjoy you know, combining photographs I've taken with, with the digital thing. It's very satisfying.
0: Um, so I have two questions left. Um, one of them is, what is the first record cover you remember? And then I wanted you to talk about your new YouTube channel.
1: First record I remember, I was really thinking about this, and I genuinely think the first record cover that I distinctly recognising as a record cover, uh, The Game by Queen, where they're all kind of super, kind of leather daddy, you know, super, which at the time, obviously, I just thought they looked cool. But obviously, in retrospect, (laughs) there was that kind of, you know, I didn't, as a kid, it was just like, these, these dudes look rad.
0: They do. I'm looking at it right now. Why have I never seen this before?
1: Yes, it's the one with another one bites the dust on it.
0: Uh, Freddie Mercury looks like the fawns, listeners. If you want to look that up,
1: it's a really good album cover, and <laughs> it was odd, odd for my parents to have that album because it wasn't. It was kind of unexpected. They're into kind of standard, standard stuff at that time. Mm-hmm. When I was really young. Like probably five or six, maybe even younger, got um, my dad got my mom for her birthday a Buddy Holly compilation album. I think it said Buddy Holly Rules or something, and it was sprayed on a, on a wall. It might not have said Buddy Holly Rules, but it was definitely Buddy Holly something sprayed on a wall. And that made an impact on me too, kind of the, the kind of punk kind of vibe of, you know, the cover being graffiti.
0: Huh, I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> buddy holly lives
1: is that what it is
0: yes it's so cool that's it see pink floyd ripped him off that's the wall
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but that yeah that probably is the first record cover i remember and after that after that the queen one i don't think there was much in between
0: wow graffiti and leather
1: i'm a rebel, <laughs> <You're> a rebel. <laughs> yeah i'm a marlon brando figure <laughs>
0: Well, tell us about the, um, the new albums that you're uploading to YouTube.
1: Um, basically, you know, I've got a lot of records. I've been buying records for a long, long, long time. I joined a group on Facebook called Private Press Records. Okay. And through that, or maybe I'd seen it before, but through that I became friendly with a guy called Jacob Sanders who has a YouTube channel under the name Jay Sanders, which is all weird lounge band records, pretty much all, like 90, 99% lounge music albums by bands that played in, you know, hotel lounges or or, you know, small venues, <clears throat> playing a lot of covers, you know, that kind of thing. His whole channel is 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 that stuff and it's amazing. I yeah. Began conversing with him, chatting with him and yeah, I was super inspired, you know, to my own. And there's tons of them. After I discovered his channel, there's tons of people on YouTube that are just into uploading Weird music, but beyond that, weird music that has never been uploaded to YouTube before. So there's kind of an archival angle to it. Uncovering things that have never been heard by many people before.
0: That's so cool. And the uh, response has been pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. It's really cool. I mean, it's pressure. It's really weird. It's kind of like, you know, it's a very, very slight insight into the workings of content creators for YouTube. It's kind of, it's the challenge is uploading something that's cool but also hasn't been uploaded before, which I think I'm probably good for for a while, but I kind of worry that, you know, how many records, I don't know how, you know, the guy I mentioned for instance, Jay Sanders, he just seems to have an endless, endless supply of amazing, obscure records that no, one, no one's ever heard of. So we'll see. I'll keep it going as long as I can.
0: <laughs> nice. It's really fun. I, it's awesome. I love learning about music, and so do my listeners. So it's called Mystery Discs.
1: <laughs> yes, Mystery Discs. I've
0: called it Mystery Dicks a couple of times. That's a different channel. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any <clears throat> anything else you want to promote?
1: Um. I should I should talk about my main job. Oh. I mean, I do freelance work too, but my main job is I'm the uh, art director for uh, Mama. Restaurant group. Restaurants are Mamnoon, Bar and Mamnoon Street and, and are I've been full time with them for. Well, I was kind of, there was a furlough for COVID, but I'm back now. And now, with the restaurant situation, the mm-hmm. difficulty um, that restaurants are facing, they're kind of trying to figure out other things to try and make up for that. Yeah. So they're they're creating a um, a new Line of products for supermarkets, like they're doing the Hummus and all their all their amazing food for supermarkets. Yeah, so I've been very busy working on all the packaging for that stuff, which has been really, really uh, fun project, really challenging because there's a lot of technical kind of stuff. I wouldn't have. I haven't done a lot of packaging over the years. Really amazing people. They're really supportive of the arts in general, and they've always been really supportive of you know my creativity and. To go to one of the mama restaurants and support them in this in this difficult time it's basically what i'm trying to say
0: i love Mamnoon. noon um and what is the product line going to be called
1: it's just going to okay. be Mamnoon.
0: noon okay awesome all right that's the show thanks for listening everybody please stay safe vote as early as you can and don't feel sorry for nazis Thank you.